Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the OdaFest podcast. OdaFest 2024 is happening. It's coming. Oh, my gosh. And the early bird price is $63.93 right now. If And it'll get you access to everything at OdaFest, including the exhibitor hall, concerts, panels, events, and guest spotlights, and so, so much more for everything from Friday to Sunday. So please go get your tickets now at odafest.com. It's still an early bird price. It can Ka-ka. go up. It will go the, up. The early bird is a worm. Would you still love me if I were a worm? Would you still go to Odafest if it were a worm? Would you fertilize my yard if you were a worm? No. Would you cosplay a worm? No. Would you? <laughs> Hello, my name is Nancy, and I'm here with Angelo and Jay. There's a non-zero chance that someone will cosplay Iron Mouse Worm. Oh my gosh. I didn't think of that. That's not a thing I thought of until now. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't need to know that was a thing, but here we are. Here we are. And now we're learning all sorts of things. This is the podcast where you get all kinds of cursed knowledge. And this time, all three of us are here. It's been like two weeks. Since the last time I talked to you both. It's true. And we're just in time for Valentine's Day. Yes, it's a Valentine's Day. Day. Make sure to treat that special someone in your life. And it's really common. It's, It's an especially common theme. Every year that people are like, nah, I am single. There is no special someone in my life. That special someone could be you. Exactly. Go get yourself like a chocolate bar. Or if you don't like chocolate, get yourself a case of craft beer. Or if you don't like craft beer, maybe look at something on the Steam sale. Have have a good time. There's a Valentine's Steam sale. I'm pretty sure there Probably. actually is. Oh. There's a Lunar New Year one happening, so Lunar probably Lunar. overlaps. I mean, there's always something on sale on Steam. That Check is out true. Your wish list, something is discounted. Mm-hmm. That's true. Not a sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Gaben doesn't need sponsors anymore. People just shill uh, Steam for him at this point. True. I'm looking at my wish list right now. <laughs> Jay is is checking out some things he may want to treat himself with. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. I, I fully endorse this behavior. Uh, no, I don't. Go treat I, yourself to I'm something. I'm already playing too many game as is. That's fair. Yeah. For me and Dio, uh, because Valentine's Day is happening on a Wednesday, it's not the most convenient day for us. So we actually did all our Valentine's Day on the 10th, on the Saturday. And it was Very great. Nice. Very nice. We had What'd a you nice get up little. To? We had a nice little shopping date. Imagine, imagine, uh, participating in consumerism and capitalism in the name of love. Disgusting. Yes, but sometimes buying stuff is fun, and the buying stuff that stuff you is buy fun. is adorable. Retail therapy is a real thing. Oh hell yeah! Hell yeah! I mean, that's why we're telling people to go treat themselves. It's true. <laughs> Obviously, you should be financially responsible about it. 
but treat yourselves I highly with a believe you should Odafest. go and find something nice to get yourself. Yeah, but we went out to, uh, what is it, what is it, what is it, Besties, and uh, we got Dio some nice little little dried bouquets, a little vase Ooh. to put them in. So now that's like the centerpiece on Dio's uh, living room table. Something Aww. cute and adorable. We also mm. went to, uh, uh, I think it's called Plant over in Inglewood. Mm-hmm. And that store is just always so nice to walk through. Oh, my God. It it smells fresh. Like, yes. walking into it smells like a forest where deer haven't just been pooping everywhere. <laughs> a deerless forest. Gotcha. Yes, a deerless forest. <laughs> Uh, I know what smell you're talking about, and it's very lovely. It is so nice. Like, you just open the door to the place, and you're, like, blasted with this fresh plant smell. And it's so pleasant, and you can just, like, walk around, uh, see, like, there's succulents, there's cacti, there's tropical plants, there's everything. I think we spent, like, half an hour just looking at, like, flower pots. It was nice. I would love if there was a cologne that smelled like that store. Oh my god, that would be good. Right? One thing that uh one thing that frequently frequently tempted me is back when I was growing basil plants, every morning I would go over there and I would just like rustle the leaves and I would enjoy the smell. Mm. I would be so tempted to just take a f- couple leaves and like roll, crush them up and just like dab them around <laughs> my neck. I'm going to smell like basil today. That is a lovely smell. It's so good. (laughs) You would literally smell delicious. Yes. Yes. Some people say that smelling like food is not ideal. But there are certain food smells where uh, I disagree. There have been days where I've come home from a barbecue and the smell of barbecue is just in my hair. Like, I oh can't. My God, I, I yes. will not be removing it until I take my next shower. Yes. The campfires are the same for me. The like, getting home from camping. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, being in a ramen place when the ramen place has, like, a giant pot of broth that's brewing in the back. Oh. That smell just, like, gets in my hair. And then I just smell like it for the rest of the day. Interesting that you say that. Because... To end off our little Valentine's date, Dio and I went to Chicken Ramen on Center Street. Nice. Yeah. I don't think I've been. Dio just found it uh, about a week ago and mm-hmm. thought it was so good that we had to go back. And quite frankly, it was wonderful. It was so, really nice. Where was this? Uh, Chicken Ramen on Center Street. I think that it's is a within oh, it was a product. I, th- I didn't know it was a. Uh, it's a place, a actual establishment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, having Let's that see. said, they do have their titular Chicken Ramen, and it is tomato based. <gasps> I love tomato based. Yes, tomato based ramen is really weird. It is really unorthodox. And this was the first time that I've had it. Looking at their menu, I wanted to try everything because everything sounded so good. But the chicken ramen, the tomato-based ramen is just something that I've never heard before. 
And so I had to try that. I had to try that. And so it was oh. tomato with chicken and pork bone broth. Mm. Mm, that, that it's it's where Boom Boom used to be. Yes. Uh. The, the sign for Boom Boom is actually still out front. Yes, I'm very confused. <laughs> okay. I was because like I knew I drove by there recently, and I was like, "Oh, there's boom boom," but uh, no, it's this chicken. I see. Oh, yeah. Chicken. Look at the little. Look at the. I'm they have a little the mascot. They have a little yeah. mascot called Peepee. Yeah, I just found that. That's exactly why I'm making squeaky noises. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at the menu, and there, there it is. Look. <laughs> Hi, my name is Pipi. Oh, God, it's so cute. <laughs> and so the chicken ramen. Yeah, so you, this just was did the a, you just did time. an unofficial ad read just there. <laughs> As you just applied to be the mascot. Yeah. Hire me. Yeah. I will show for you. Yeah. <laughs> paid in soup. Pay, paid in soup. Man, imagine. I mean. I love soup. There, there are. That's a pretty good way to take payment, I would th- I would say. Soup is soup. I have a lot of friends that love soup. Um, they have one of my friends has a shirt that I cannot name the contents of what it says here. Damn but, it! But uh, it indicates that they like soup a lot. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Something about uh, that seems very suspicious. I I want to know. You'll have to tell us later. Um, oh, uh, yeah. I okay. just typed it into the Discord. Sorry, uh, audience. Well, yeah, we You're can't say that, that on on this show. <laughs> that is a shirt to wear if you are eating ramen on Valentine's Day. Yep, that's that tracks. Yes, so it is. I a very had a very similar weekend shirt. to to Angelo and Dio. We uh, we went out and just had a little bit of. Uh, walk-in retail therapy like it's the one where you go to a really big mall and you just you enjoy the leisurely walk but you can also have some retail therapy um and what we did was instead of going out for like uh, a big heavy meal we tried a new poke bowl there's a place in the food court that does poke bowls that we've never tried despite seeing it a lot and uh you know trying to be a little bit better about health lately because I've had some pretty bad health problems, which is why I was gone last week. Um, I'm still recovering. And Sean's also had some very bad health problems. And so we're like, you know, we should try this. It always looks really good, but we always pass it up for something greasy and fast foody, like classic fast food at a food court. So let's try one. And oh, it was so good. They have this, like, really cool kelp noodle that's, like, crispy almost. Like, it is still a soft, gelatinous noodle that is served cold, but it, like, has a crunch when you chew it. I love it. I love it. It's great. It soaks up all the sauces, which is amazing. Oh. Really, really recommend. That's probably my new, like, food court go-to now. Was this in Chinook or? Market. Market. Okay. Yeah. I haven't been to Market Mall in a long time. It's, uh, It's a good one. It's a good yeah, one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was just like a really nice random find. Um, I My, didn't end up buying anything. Oh. I bought myself like a nice linen coat the previous trip, so I didn't buy myself a whole new thing. I will just count the new linen coat as like my thing that I bought myself. That's going to be my go-to coat for the summer because I've been wanting linen things for our summers ever since they started getting ridiculous. Yeah. That's fair. That's valid. 
And yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to get to wear it soon. Nice. Linen is an underrated fabric. It is. I love it. It is. It feels great. My go-to place for poke for a long time now has been Pacific Poke in Martaloupe. That place is absolutely great. There's a place on center near near Chicken Ramen, uh, I think, and it's called just Poke. Oh, yeah. They also do really good ones. We ordered some from them during, like, the height of uh, pandemic shutdown, and okay. it was really, really good. It, it was similar to me for Pacific Poke. I'd, I'd always been like, I've never had this before, and we're ordering in a lot right now. Let's try it. And so like that that was actually my first time ordering poke and nowhere else has uh lived up to it since. Yeah, I really liked the one I had on the weekend. Like, wow. I don't like kale. I've always wondered, is it poke bowl or poke bowl? Pretty sure it was poke. It has because, an like, accent on the e. Does yeah. it? Yeah. Yes. I know, I mean Pokémon does, but I've never seen it written with the accent. It's poke. What? Yeah. What do you mean, mean you've never seen it's written without the accent? But it also accent. follows like uh it's a it's a Hawaiian creation, right, Jay? Yeah. Yeah, it was a Hawaiian Japanese creation. Okay. So Poke does make grammatical uh linguistic sense then. I think so. But I think a I lot mean, of places here actually have an it's accent the pronunciation. on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter whether it makes sense or not. It is the pronunciation. Well, if all you've ever read it if you've only ever read words, then sometimes you don't get the proper uh, pronunciation right, right? That is true, and yeah. that is that is a that is a, a shortcoming, a gap that I used to have with like a couple of the stranger English words, like cuckoo, cuckoo birds, or um, oh, what was that oh, other word? Uh, when I first learned of the word choir. I it oh. was said to me first, and then mm-hmm. I read, and then I was shown the word later, and it didn't make sense to me at first because I expected oh. like it to start with a Q. I know Bayfar and I used to joke about this, but quinoa was another one of those. Quinoa. Yeah. Quinoa. Yeah. English is fucking dumb. English is real stupid. It's English it's strange. needs more. Uh, it needs more accent usage is what it is <laughs> like like words uh in um swedish and i think dutch and uh some french for example like they have accents for a reason because it informs oh, yeah. you of how to say it when you read it now having that said i will take my barbaric accentless language uh just to make typing on a keyboard easier Ain't no one want to remember all those alt codes. I do wonder how that kind of goes. That is one thing. That is one thing I will give Mac OS credit for. They make it very easy to type accents. Very easy. Yeah. Well, same with like on the phone. Phones make accents super easy too. Super easy. Uh, Yes. It is specifically Windows and Linux computers that make it a pain in the butt. Yeah, you got to open your character explorer and then find the right one and copy it into your buffer and paste it. If you don't have one that has a Unicode code. Oh, I I always just like looked at it, looked it up online and was like, what's the alt code for the accent aigu? 
I do remember that one. It's O two three three. Yeah, but it depends I on the letter too, right? I don't know any of those. <laughs> I know this. Same. I only That's know Alt, alt three. plus three. <laughs> alt plus three on the number pad for the heart. Yep. Ah. <laughs> oh. Also, one and two are smiley faces. Yeah. <laughs> I think four, five, and six are the other uh, uh, suits, like clubs, spades, and and diamonds. Yeah, I think, but I'm not 100 percent certain. Mm -hmm. And I'm not. I don't feel like really indicative of what we were thinking about when we first started building this out as a as a technology, huh? Oh yeah, 100. (laughs) percent There are actually several old computer science stories that deal with. uh, sales of early computers and how blackjack games through the terminal were a really common sales tactic. Wow. And so that is why like suits of cards are a, a really common, like ASCII supported character. That is not a story I'm familiar with. So that's cool. I learned something today. The story of Mel specifically is something that every, uh, computer science person should know the story of mel it's great i'm gonna go look that up later yes ah so it is the year of the dragon now it is the year of i think it's the water dragon i thought it was the wood dragon i think in korea it's the water dragon oh i wonder what it is in chinese so it's different depending on which country. I didn't realize that. Only three countries really celebrate Chinese New Year's. Yeah. I call yeah. it Chinese New Lunar Year's New Year. because well, you're Chinese, Chinese it's valid. and it's not because I don't want to share the 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 holiday. It's because I grew up in a time when Lunar New Year's was never called Lunar New Year's up until probably about I don't know maybe a f- uh, I never under heard the 10 term. Years ago. I never heard the term Lunar New Year's until I think 2017 or 2018. Like, I think Interestingly the first enough, Overwatch it's not event, even a lunar calendar. It's oh, actually really? a loony solar calendar. It's messed up. Really? Yeah, it's not a lunar calendar. It's mostly lunar, but then there's lunar? a bunch of extra day lunar, lunar, uh, lunar <laughs> with like a bunch of extra days added in. There's sometimes there's a 13th month. To like pad out for days for reasons. All right. I mean, yeah, I, I don't pretend to understand the. Uh, I can't remember. We're not on the Julian calendar. Are we on to like a version of the Gregorian calendar? But it yeah. has. I think a whole it's the Gregorian. It is. And it's Pretty just. Sure it's-, it's things that are made up to make the calendar apply to reality, like the entire concept of leap years, which we're currently in one, because a single year isn't. 365 and a quarter. You're Except it's one. not 365 and a quarter because they had to remove the leap year on every year that is divisible by four. Uh, or 100. No, not by, divisible right. by four. Divisible Jay- by 100 or something else. I can't remember what it is. There's two. So Jay rules. is right. It is the year of the wood dragon yeah. in the Chinese zodiac. I yep. don't know. Yeah, so I I saw in a random email from a Korean company that it was the year of the blue dragon, the water dragon, uh, in Korea. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, 
yeah, we talked about like really briefly uh, where I feel like there's been a lot of marketing this year of like the Lunar New Year uh, in terms of there's a lot more products I think I've seen that are not like yeah. from from companies that are not particularly affiliated with like Asian culture. Um, I think it's mostly because it's a dragon year. Like again, they're not bringing out this fanfare for rats. <laughs> I feel called out. Rats, rats, we are the rats. I just, I just feel like it, it doesn't happen for, you know, most of the other animals. No, no one really cares that much about pig. They don't care about the rat dogs. out there. They don't care about, uh, oh, no, people like dogs. <laughs> yeah, but it's not, it doesn't get a fanfare. No. It gets like, a, oh, that's cute. But also like dragon is ancient Asian symbolism and mysticism and and there's also the dragon dance and I don't know I think yeah. there's a lot of uh capitalism oh 100 at play marketing yeah yep oh yeah They're, they don't they, I've, as a horse I don't feel like they do a lot for horses oh my gosh we were trying to name all 12 of them yesterday and I think horse was one of the ones I forgot oh fair. wow I actually was like, I'm missing one, and I don't know which one it is. Oh, so, shoot. But Nancy, I would not be able to, uh, to name all 12. Yeah. So, rat, ox, hare, no, rooster, no. Oh, I wasn't going to go dog. through that. I was going to say, so you're rat, I'm horse. Where's Angelo? Oh, I'm a dragon. I was born in 88. Oh, you're dragon. a dragon. Oh, you're a dragon. Okay. Oh, yeah. Or monkey, If snake. I remember right, 88 was also a wood dragon year. So, like, this is my year. Mm, oh, wow. Yeah, if you're turning 36. Yeah. I was born in because December of 88. Yeah. I thought we were still know. rotating through the elements then. Yeah, because you have to go. There's five elements. Oh, there's okay. five elements. So, it'll be another five, like, you know, yeah, five yeah, no, of the same I, animal yeah, before yeah, it's the same one then. as you. I'm not old yeah. enough then. No. What yeah, are the well, five don't elements worry. We'll then? be ancient in no time. Wood, wood water, Metal. fire. Metal, metal. Okay, I wouldn't metal. have guessed that one. Yeah, wood, metal, fire, water, air. I wouldn't have guessed that. I don't recall all of my elements and my secondary animals. Me neither. Well, I know. I know every that. Now and then, like, there's. I. I don't really understand how it works. Because the couple years ago was Year of the Rooster. And I think instead of the rooster, it was like owl symbolism that I saw everywhere. I, I, I don't know. I don't know all that. Yeah. I, I don't I, pretend I honestly, to understand I'm not, it. I just I'm go not, along with it. It's fun. Just like, just like most um, things rooted in tradition or superstition, I am I'm interested in the knowledge, I don't care for the practice. At the risk of, uh, at the risk of offending entire cultures and countries. For me, it's about as relevant as a drunk blonde girl at a bar talking about like Virgos or Capricorns or whatever. I don't pretend to understand it and I don't put that much faith in it. I just think it's fun. I agree that it can be fun up until a point where it becomes harmful. Like it becomes yeah, detrimental. Yeah, a lot of people take your... it way too seriously. Yeah, 
look, I found an I found a website. Here you go. I don't know if it's accurate. It just says Chinese zodiac sign calculator. You plug in your date of birth. I'm not going to tell you what my date of birth is, but I Yay. am a horse, and I am a metal horse. A metal horse. So that does them. that does tell you what what year you were likely born in. Oh yeah, dragon, and the associated element is Yang Earth. Wait, so do the elements also go like yin versus yang? Yeah. Oh. Okay. There's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. <laughs> this there's a lot there's going a on. There's a lot. This reminds me of like the time that I found out uh uh Western astrology also has like planets associated and whether they're rising or waning or some other bs like i legitimately have no idea people say these words and i'm like i understand what all those words mean like venus rising those words make sense but i don't know what they mean i this context of speech is alien to me i feel similarly there's a whole lot of stock that i never put into being a libra People keep telling me, oh, you're even-tempered, and you're very just, and you're like, oh, okay, I have a good moral compass, cool. Yeah. And then that was my entire takeaway. Like, the rest of everything that was said just, like, got lost to me because I I don't, I didn't understand. And then, of course, anytime retrograde comes up and I'm like, I I don't know what this means. Oh, I don't even know what that word means in regular so, I know parlance. what retrograde motion is in terms of physics and, like, visual... Uh, like the the visual illusion that it causes. I know what it is. I that, don't know what it means in terms of this specific topic. That reminds me that um, I don't know Jack about uh, uh, Western astrology and the whole retrograde thing that much. But and I don't know if this is true. This is like one reading. Uh, that I saw once on the internet. So I obviously I trust it to the fullest because why not? <laughs> They're trusting astrology readings. Why can't I trust this random anecdote? Something about I, I'm I'm not very practiced in my astronomy anymore where I don't really know all the positions of planets and, and constellations anymore like I used to. But someone pointed out that uh, like there's always this thing where people are like Merc Mercury is in retrograde, and there's something about Mercury's rotation that actually places it mostly in retrograde. <laughs> that it's, like, <laughs> it's not uncommon oh. for it to be in retrograde. So it would be to say that it's in retrograde is like saying like most of the time it's doing the thing that it always is doing. So nothing has changed for you. <laughs> yes. Fair. So, Angelo, for context, in retrograde, when you track, when you track the motion of a, a planet like Venus, for example, like across the sky every night, you kind of expect it to just kind of go like in an arc over the mm -hmm. sky, and and that's kind of it. Just but like because we're light. all rotating around each other, they actually take a path that looks like like it's doing a loopy loop, and the oh, loopy like loop is called retrograde. Okay. But that's because we're all rotating around the sun, right? Yeah. Like that makes sense when yes. you think about it that way. But like I, I know it's a very it's a very Earth centric way of viewing something. When the truth yes. is, it's actually 
rotating against a much larger body and being affected by that gravity, not Earth. <laughs> was all yes. was, was astrology developed at a time where the geocentric model was still like the primary way of thinking Probably. about the solar system? Did Maybe. was this I, all I developed before people realized the Earth revolved around the Sun? I mean, when you eh? think about the fact that the planets were all named after gods, I don't know. That probably plays Maybe. into a lot of astrology too. But I am, I for one, am done talking about things that I barely understand. I wanna, I want to massage into your scalps something that I'm a little bit more familiar with. So RGB strips are really cool, right? They're very gamer, sure. very bright. Sure. Okay. You can buy RGB anything online and it'll have either two things. It'll have either a remote control or an app or something like that that you control with. Usually just a junky remote control or sometimes like a barely supported app that hasn't been updated in five years and no longer supports your version of Android or something, right? I have a, a, the junky remote control, yes. I hate both of those. Yes, I do too. They're so bad. And so I decided to do something about it. I decided to buy an RGB strip and put a web server on it. Huh? Yes. Yes. So I have been in microcontroller hell for a, for a couple months now. I've been playing around with like the Pi Pico for a long time, and it's really cool. I hecked around with an Arduino uh, back in January, and it was really neat. I hate C++, but it was really neat. And so after doing a little bit more uh, research into it, I found out that a very specific type of uh, what I thought was a specific type of hardware, the Adafruit NeoPixel. Uh, where it is an RGB LED. It turns out basically every single addressable RGB strip uses the exact same uh, chip that it uses. So the same, the exact same uh, control library works for almost all addressable RGBs. And that just gave me a ton of ideas. So I bought myself a Pi Pico. I soldered an RGB strip to it and I've been hecking around with it to put it on a website. So I have, ugh, I need to rearrange my thoughts. I have it so that when this is plugged in immediately, a web page is available on your local Wi-Fi. You can control it from your computer. You can control it from your phone. You can do whatever you want. And then you can immediately set like the color mode, the the way that the lights work, whether they're just all on or whether they're mm. just like. So you basically made a flash based universal controller for an LG uh, for a uh, RGB strip. Is it? Yes. Correct? And it's fantastic. OK. It's like really that. garbage think, right now. The, uh... But I want to keep working on it because yeah. it's so fun. The application <laughs> sounds like very reasonable. Uh, I also have I have like one of those floating levitating moon 
Oh yeah, things. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, and it oh. has a little, and it has one of those controllers, and I don't care much for the controller either. <laughs> yeah, the I controller mean- is not like it's not sensical. It's like. Uh, you have so many patterns you can go through, but if you keep hitting the same button, it also just affects the colors as well. And then mm-hmm. if you want to go back to the previous setting, there's like no easy way for you to cycle back to it. Like, it's so weird. Yeah. And Don't understand what they thought they were doing. It's just a lot of the ones that are on the market, like you can get a really good RGB strip with the power con- with the power supply and the remote mm-hmm. and everything for like 20 bucks. They're cheap. Yep. So mm-hmm. far, I have spent 45 or $50 on everything that I've been working on so far. Not counting your time, right? And not counting my time. I've probably put like 30 or 40 hours into it so far, just programming it and fucking around with it. But it's so fun. And I was showing Dio the other day. And even Dio was like, holy cow, this is really good. <laughs> and so the 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 kind of projects that I want to work on with this. I almost want to replace my grow lights with it. I just want to have like a one button grow light and an RGB strip. So it'll blast some white along with some red and some blue lights down at whatever plants you uh, uh, mounted above. I want to have it. So it's like, Oh, Christmas lights. You could just with one tap have Christmas lights, wherever this RGB strip is. That would be really cool. Don't you need UV lights for your plants? Yes and no. So RGB Uh strips aren't ideal for plants. They're not perfect. But the wavelengths that plants do uh, thrive on, like the red wavelengths, certain elements of the blue wavelengths, those are in RGB LEDs. You you can absolutely do that. And quite Mm. frankly, like white light is all the wavelengths. So they will absorb some of that. Uh, people say that, oh, you need you need the the full spectrum uh, uh, LEDs or you need the specific spectrum LEDs. The difference there, to be fair, those are better because they are putting more of the energy at the specific wavelengths that plants like. The RGB strip can be the plant wavelengths, maybe not perfect, but close enough. And then 20 minutes later, when you don't need those anymore, it can be cool unicorn vomit. Just have all the rainbows going over your plants. Jeez. Gamer plants go. Yeah. So one idea that I've had, one idea that I've had for a long time is having a little IOT garden streamed 24 hours a day on Twitch. And so having an RGB strip that can be controlled via the internet is something that would be so cool because then when somebody, uh, when somebody donates like bits or subscriptions or something, the lights could go fucking crazy. It would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cute. That'd be great. You could also, you could also smush a whole bunch of those VODs together into like a time elapsed, uh, video of what your plants did over like a month or a year. Yeah, it would be great. And like, imagine if I did that with my strawberry plants, because strawberry plants, as I've noticed, drink all of the water. It is almost impossible to overwater these things. Uh, They are pretty resilient otherwise. 
Like, the only way I've managed to kill them so far is by underwatering them. By forgetting to water them for, like, a day. And so, those might be, like, almost ideal. Almost ideal for this, like, Twitch grows plants sort of idea (laughs) that I have. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It could be fun. Another idea that I've had was, like, having a VTuber model for the plants... Where, like, how moist they are, or they could look sleepy if the lights are off, or something like that. That'd be cool. That'd be cute, I think. I was thinking the same thing. Like, have a little VTuber model of, like, a plant girl or a plant boy, and uh, has various moods depending on how your plants are doing. Yes. And imagine, just imagine if, uh, for some reason, chat overwatered the plants. If the VTuber model was suddenly, like either soaking wet like they just got rained on or mm-hmm. maybe if they were like staggering drunk that'd be hilarious <laughs> staggering drunk uh post fertilization uh session is probably they're gonna look kind of full yeah like, like doing they a just bit of a ate. snorlax yes oh my god that'd be adorable <gasps> yes yes oh it would my be. god well i know what we're working on this year <laughs> That would be fantastic. Just have like lo-fi girl music going in the background. Mm-hmm. Yep. It'd be perfect. Yeah. That'd be hilarious. That'd be wonderful. Yeah. Ca- you know what? I every feel time like that I come would be far cozier. Every than, time than I some... come up with this idea, it just makes me want to do it more. Like, why <laughs> haven't I actively been working on this? And now you can. Yeah. I should. I you should. Will. You will. Ah. Ah. Now, my RGB lights and plant waifu uh, ideas aside, there is the IRL waifu that has been becoming more and more controversial over the next coming days. Mm. Taylor Swift has been in the news a lot lately for many different reasons. Mm-hmm. I think the most, on the surface, the most absurd reason is that uh, uh, some people in the U.S. are under the impression that Taylor Swift is rigging the Super Bowl to make young people vote for Democrats for some reason. I don't follow the logic on this. That sounds like some conspiracy crafting right there. Oh, 1,000%. Like, some people are absolutely insane. Uh, I mean, obsession with uh, any public figure is a little, you know, it gets over the top. We've seen a lot of, it doesn't matter which uh, branch of the fandom tree that you might be on is that whenever people you know kind of take it too far they really do take it too far taylor swift will be no exception at this point um people do some really creepy stuff they oh yeah oh yeah they they break into her house they track her uh movements they uh, they make ai models of her doing very unsavory things mm. Ooh. I also heard in Australia they uh, they changed 
when the final summative exams would be for a given uh, class date, just so that they wouldn't have to choose between Taylor Swift and taking their exams. Interesting. She's currently, I believe, uh, so today, uh, we're recording on Sunday uh, before this episode releases. It's actually Super Bowl Sunday. And if anyone knows anything. Yeah. And uh, Superb Owl. If anything, if anybody knows anything about what's going on for the Super Bowl, which I believe this anime podcast, this anime (laughs) convention podcast, all of our listeners should know uh, that Taylor Swift is like, she's been dating one of the players on one of the Super Bowl teams. Is that why she's connected to the Super Bowl? I thought she was doing like a halftime show at first, but that's wrong. She's not. She's not. I was like, uh, why, the person who's what doing connection is it? I think and, and Usher so she's dating is the one doing the halftime show. She's fly, <laughs> but she has. She's currently on tour, uh, from what I understand, and she is currently flying back from Japan. She's probably in the air right now. Wow! To come she back went to Japan. Time what a to watch her boyfriend's uh, Super Bowl be in and uh, be in, ten- in attendance. For her boyfriend's Super Bowl game. I see. Yeah. I understand. Mm-hmm. I mean... I don't know why anyone needs to be interested in that, but that's what the internet has blasted in my face. Thanks, Jay, for re-blasting it to us. Yeah. I didn't need to know that, and I've promptly forgotten about it. But that's it like is... the third new thing I've learned on this podcast today. <laughs> We're it very is informative. a little bit... Very. ...distressing. That people are tracking her movements so much to the point where ya girl has gone and sued a dude who was tracking her flight. Except he wasn't tracking her flight. Uh, He was posting publicly available flight tracking information. This is the exact same guy, because this might sound familiar. The exact same guy who was doing the exact same thing to Elon Musk. Mm. And <laughs> this information has shown some kind of startling things. Like, it came to light on February 9th that Taylor Swift used their private jet for a 28-mile flight. A 30-minute drive. Something that could have been a 30-minute drive. Your girl boarded the private jet for. Mm-hmm. We so did the math. Angelo, Angelo, you mentioned this, yeah, uh, prior to podcast. So I wanted to do some uh, visualization, essentially. Yes, comparative. Yeah, and for our fellow Calgarian listeners, sorry, everybody else, um, that is the distance. That flight distance was flying. F- from approximately Balzac. Like, think Cross Iron Mills Mall, just north yep. of Calgary. All the way down to the south of Calgary, to, uh, like, the South Health Campus. Yeah. That's basically it. That was the flight. Imagine and boarding a plane for that. It, it, of course. I, I, I calculated this through Google Maps, so it, obviously it's not... 
straight line. It's like taking a road. In this case, it was Deerfoot. And driving Deerfoot all that way only takes less than half an hour in current conditions. Yeah. It is absurd. I cannot think of very many circumstances where a flight of that nature would be would be reasonable. The only thing that I can think of, and quite frankly, your mention of the South Health campus specifically made me think of this. Let's say someone had a heart attack in uh, in Cross Iron Mills, and uh, it was rush hour, so ambulances were going to get backed up on Deerfoot. Would it be reasonable to use a helicopter to go from Cross Iron Mills to one of the hospitals? Maybe. I mean, stars exist. Stars yeah. is, is a uh, thing. The air ambulance that we have here. Yeah. And um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Taylor Swift doesn't work for stars, do they? She is a star, though. She is a star. Wow, the link. <laughs> I think we've it. all put it together. I think we've all put it together. We've solved it. Um, there's that something billionaire's uh, uh, carbon footprint is no longer an issue. <laughs> yeah. I also know another random uh, trivia tidbit uh, because I've read this before. Interestingly enough, and I don't know why you couldn't take the C route. I assume that you could. But the shortest commercial f- flight in the world regularly operated um, is a one and a half minute flight. The flight time is much is about one minute. It's uh it's I think somewhere in Scotland. And basically it just hops between two islands called one called Westray and the other one called Papa Westray. <laughs> And they fly this route daily. It is 1.7 miles or 2.7 kilometers. And it happens every day pretty much except for on weekends. Wow. I, I don't know why you can't do the... the, the uh, like, like the, maybe, the like ferry? Area, maybe the seas in that area are just really choppy. Or, or maybe there's a lot like of that. coral that they can't like break up or disturb or I don't know. Or maybe oh, people do don't want to turn the, the minute 45 into like half an hour. I don't know. On the yeah, Wikipedia, the passengers, like there's actually a passenger's portion that says many students and their teachers take these flights to study the 60 archaeological sites on Papa Westray, making up the majority of passengers. Occasionally, health professionals are needed to assist one of the island's 90 residents, and patients will also take the flight from Papa Westray to medical f- facilities when needed. The flight okay, has archaeology also become popular. is cool. Yeah, the flight is also popular among tourists. Wow. I'm like, okay. Okay, that's cool. But like, okay, uh, question to the the tracking and like the publicly available data. These are just flights of specific machines, right? Like they are this uh, registered plane or jet or whatever it is, this registered aircraft is logged as having taken a a flight from here to here. Yes. On a whatever day time. That doesn't mean that 
specific people are on it, right? No, it doesn't. It just means that that plane flew. So take, for yep. example, that 28-mile uh, uh, flight that Taylor Swift had. Was Taylor Swift on that flight? Right now, it is assumed that, yes, they were. But it is entirely possible that maybe the the jet was going from an airport to a maintenance place. Could be. Maybe. Who knows? Either way, either way, it is something to get irrationally angry about. How dare this billionaire? How dare this billionaire pollute our airways for simply flying somewhere 20, they could have driven? 20, yeah. Okay. So how else would you transport a plane if you weren't to fly it across the length of the city? Uh, no, that is that is absolutely a thing. To my understanding, most maintenance facilities are like at airports because, yeah. of course, they are. But yeah. there are situations where, like, there's smaller airports specifically for like plane maintenance. Yeah, that could be a thing. Yeah, 100%. I don't know. I'm just I'm being the logical one and poking holes into this unreasonable outrage that I know everyone's enjoying. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I do that. I know. But this week, this week isn't a week for outrage. This week, treat that special someone, even if that is you. Yeah. Treat yourself. Your special. Or a friend. Or a loved person. Or a dog. They're special, too. Get the get your cats. dog. Get out. A, no. no, cats are special, too. Cats are wonderful. Don't you dare. <laughs> Yesterday, I saw a YouTube video of a fat cat, and it was wonderful. Yeah. I think I saw the same one. It was so cute. <laughs> I didn't so see it. Cute. I don't feel loved. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> see you next week.